Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 20th of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with the scores on the doors. And for the day, the Dow Jones closed up. 109 points, or 0.31%, 35,061 through the 35,000 level. It did have a high of 282 points up and a low of 39 points up, so never in negative territory. NASDAQ barely changed up 4 points, or 0.03%, 14,358. The S&P 500 up 11 points in the middle for Diddle, as always, 0.24%, 4566, 4566. The VIX volatility index was up 3.5%, 13.76. And ASX SPY futures up a measly 2 points, or 0.03%. We did have a pretty good day yesterday, rising 40 points, or 0.6%. Resources, though, continue to drag, and that is not going to change today. Banks, the big stellar performers at the moment, uh, the US banks leading the way in terms of that net interest margin, really helping their profits, our banks taking their cue from that. We had the banking sector yesterday at 1.85%, so that is where the drive is coming from. It certainly will not be coming from the resource sector again today. European markets were a bit wishy-washy. It is uh, European summer. I saw that it got to 45 degrees in Barcelona. The stock 600 was up 1 point or 0.26%. FTSE was up 1.8%. They had some good CPI numbers last night. Well, good if you can count 7.9% as good, but it certainly was below forecast. UK home builders went nuts and sterling also came under some pressure. So that was uh, good news if you're travelling to the UK or in the UK. Uh, The FTSE up, as I say, 1.8%. Germany down 0.1%. France up 0.1%. Spain, manana. As far as uh, US stocks go last night, NVIDIA down 0.9%. AMD down 1.3%. Netflix results out last night as well or after hours up 0.6% before hours, but were down after hours on the numbers. Tesla uh, was down 0.7%, easing off again in the numbers after hours. Uh, It was fine until the conference call, but just a little bit of weakness coming through in Tesla as the conference call continues. I think it's still going on as I'm recording this. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, up 1.3%. Amazon up 1.9, Alphabet down 1, Microsoft down 1.2. It did go pretty nuts uh, recently. Apple pushed up 0.7 of a percent after it announced that it was working on a AI uh, functionality and uh, trying to replicate some of the other companies that are at the forefront of AI at the moment. We also saw the U.S. banks last night, J.P. Morgan up 0.4, continuing to look pretty good. Bank of America up 2.7, Wells Fargo up 1.4, Goldman Sachs was up 1% after those results. Morgan Stanley up 1.3% and Citigroup up 1.1%, looking at banks 
in Europe. We had UBS up 0.2. Barclays having a good day on the back of those CPI numbers, no doubt. Uh, 3.1% higher and Deutsche 1.6% higher. Just looking at two other markets that are of interest to us, we've got the Russell 2000 up 0.5 of a percent and the Toronto Stock Exchange up 0.6 of a percent there as well. Looking at the US in a little more detail, eight straight days of gains now. It's the longest winning streak since September 2019. On those Goldman Sachs results, the company posted earnings of $3.08, which was lower than the forecast from analysts of $3.18. Reported revenue of $10.9 billion, more than expected on $10.84 billion. In other news, Carvana had a big run last night after the used car retailer struck a deal to reduce its debt by $1.2 billion. Uh, the company noted the agreement will eliminate more than 80% of its 2025 and 2027 unsecured note maturities. Here we are in the midst of the US reporting season and so far 10% of the S&P 500 companies have reported. Of the 50 companies that have reported, 64% have topped revenue estimates, 80% have beaten earnings per share expectations. Uh, based on a blended growth rate, earnings are expected to fall more than 8.2% from a year ago. Revenue is expected to drop 0.8 of a percent. More on the Apple story. They were up nearly 1% uh, last night. It's building its own framework to create large language models that could challenge those of OpenAI, Google and others. According to Bloomberg, Apple is up 50% this year alone. And the July... The Russell 2000 has been popping uh, in July and it's outperforming the S&P 500. It's up nearly 5% for the month for the small cap index. It is also outperforming the S&P 500, which has only gained 2.6% this month. So some good news there uh, for small cap players uh, in the US at least. And a little more color around the Tesla results. It uh, posted an all-time high quarterly revenue, but the operating margin dropped to 9.6%. Revenue from the core automotive business rose 46% year over year to 21.27 billion, which was about 6.5% increase. Uh, But research and development costs rose uh, to 943 million uh, as well. And the stock was a little bit flat after the initial report, it's now down around 4% after hours. Earnings of 91 cents adjusted, 82 cents were expected there. So uh, not a bad effort. Uh, they're continuing to target 1.8 million vehicle deliveries this year, but expect Q3 production will be a little down because we've got summer shutdowns for a lot of factory upgrades. So more I'm sure you will see on Tesla in financial press. Turning to commodities now, we've got Brent crude down 0.35%, 28 cents to 79.55. We've got WTI down 36 cents or 0.5%, 75.35. Gold eased slightly, dollar fifty, 19.77. Platinum was down 1.4%, silver slightly higher. But on LME, copper prices down again, down 0.6, nickel down 1.3. Aluminium down 0.5, zinc down 1.2, lead down 0.4, and ton down 1.7%. Iron ore did ease yesterday, and we did see that in our market with BHP, Rio, and Fortescue all suffering. Our Rio had their production numbers out yesterday, and I have 
put a little bit in the uh, strategy today on those Rio numbers. Lithium also saw a bit of a uh, price decrease there too. Uh, in terms of the bond yields in the US, 10 years at 3.748, two years 4.768, and the Aussie 10s 3.90, which is not bad. Bitcoin slightly higher, 29,923. The Aussie dollar slipping below 68 cents, 67.72. And that will help on the commodity side of things. But overseas, commodity stocks eased. BHP down 1.1% in ADR terms. Rio down 1.4% in ADRs. Glencore down 0.1%. Freeport McMoran up 0.6%. Vale down 0.3%. Anglo down 0.3%. Sigma Lithium down 2.2%, Livent down 3.1%, and Arbamile down 1.9%. So a little bit of selling creeping into that lithium space last night. In terms of the local market today, uh, I would expect to see those resources remain uh, the ugly duckling at the moment, and uh, the banks continue to hold relatively firm in the face of adversity. We do get Labour Force June numbers out today, which includes the employment change, participation rate, and unemployment. So that is something to bear in mind. Looking at some of the corporate news around this morning and the broker news, uh, Westpac Banking's new structure calls attention to potential CEO successors, according to the Financial Review. Uh, the announced the new structure separates consumer and business banking there. And uh, in other news out to this morning... Uh, let's just have a look and see what else we have. Uh, IRE, which is Iris, has appointed Cameron Williamson as CFO, effective July the 24th. And we have AMI Metals reporting fourth quarter cash from operations, 14.9 million. Uh, BHP reports Q4 production numbers this morning. That, of course, is the biggie. Iron ore production, 65.3 million tonnes. Uh, apparently, 59 was the consensus. Uh, nickel to 22,000 tonnes, uh, again slightly above. Met coal slightly above at 8.5 million tonnes and energy coal above as well. Uh, that was at 4.8 million. So it looks as if it's a little bit uh, better than expected in terms of production numbers coming out of BHP. Of course, that does feed through into the real results when we get those later in August. QBE has reported H1 constant currency gross written premiums of around 13%, uh, which looks relatively good. Uh, reiterates FY guidance, constant currency gross written premiums of around 10%, combined operating ratio of 94.5% there. Alkane Resources is guiding to a mid-range of 1550 to 1750 ounces for all-in sustaining costs in a presentation this morning. Endeavour Group to support the Victorian government gaming reforms by implementing adjusted trading hours. That would be 10 months ahead of the requirement. So obviously keen to play ball with the Victorian government. Aurelia Metals AMI reports FY gold production 86.3 thousand ounces versus guidance of 83 thousand ounces. So again, a little bit higher there. Flight Centre has guided FY underlying EBITDA uh, 295 to 305 prior guidance. 270 to 290. That will not please the shorts out there today. Uh, it's guiding to total transaction volume of 22 billion uh, versus a year ago of 10.3 billion. Uh, corporate travel as well. TTV, that total transaction value 
11.8 billion versus 8.9 billion. So maybe that has implications for corporate travel as well. Paladin has reported Q4 net cash used in operating activities, and uh, they're updating us on the Lager Heinrich Mine project to return mine production remains on track and on budget. It is apparently 60% complete. Monodelphus has secured new contracts and contract extensions, totaling approximately 150 million bucks. Woodside, the key takeaways yesterday from Woodside. As far as the analysts go, uh, we've got the Evans and Partners analyst Adam Martin lowering his target. Baron Joey analyst has lowered his target. Goldman Sachs has lowered their target. So it doesn't look as if anyone was too impressed. The lack of key catalysts was a concern, with one note in the stock will continue to trade relative to near-term dividend and PE multiples with limited upside. There you go. In other broken news, or another news, uh, there is a report in the Australian Financial Review this morning uh, talking about Macquarie and potential liabilities regarding legacy-led cables issues in the U.S. telecommunications industry. If you haven't been following this story, uh, there have been some issues uh, in the U.S. uh, with AT&T having some uh, legacy issues with uh, lead cables and Macquarie Infrastructure Partners uh, and also uh, some of its other partners in the Cincinnati Bell private deal they took private in 2020. So uh, that is uh, maybe a little bit of a drag on Macquarie. I have written something today in the strategy piece on Macquarie in terms of the one-stop portfolio. We do have the AGM next week, 27th of July. Well, that's about it from me today. Uh, Let's just check if there's anything else significant. Dow futures currently down around 0.15%. So a little bit easier, and I suspect NASDAQ futures as well. Uh, down 107 points on the back of those weaker Netflix numbers. Q2 revenue miss, weaker Q3 revenue forecast. <coughs> and of course, those Tesla uh, fall away as well. So maybe the top just coming off in some of those uh, US sectors. As I say, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening, and may the trading gods, as always, go with you. <laughs> <laughs>